Welcome to episode 37 of Meta Moments. This is your host, Kim. And we are in between match two and match three of week one of season 46. And this is a snapshot of what's going on in PvP, competitive PvP in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Mostly GAC, but we certainly talk about TW now and then. Um, we are in the middle of a TW. I'm speaking right now, so there's certainly some uh, TW stuff that's happening at the moment. Anyway, let's dive into a few things that I've noticed, mostly from the uh, last match. And <laughs> just to warn you ahead of time, this show is going to um, talk a lot about Leia's kit, because my goodness, there's a lot of... Uh, misunderstanding or lack of knowledge, I guess, about what her kit does, which is totally, um, totally logical. It's a huge kit and a lot of interactions, um, but a few things I think might be helpful for people to wrap their head around to keep in mind when they are countering her, because there's definitely a very easy, reliable, the vast majority of the time counter, and that's Jedi Master Luke. Jedi Knight Cal, Jedi Knight Luke, um, Jedi Knight Revan, and a fifth. Let's talk about that in a moment. Before we get into that, though, I do want to talk about a few other things very briefly. Um, crazy how much SLKR is on defense. He doesn't really have that much play on offense. I mean, that's not necessarily true. But when you have Leia and Malakos... Um, what are you going to use SLKR for exactly? I mean, you can use him to kill Lord Vader. That's that's perfectly fine. JMK easily kills Lord Vader. You can use him to kill Java, but Java, honestly, I think is mostly on offensive GL these days. He's so easily two-shot by a ton of teams. Of course, everything depends on what your roster size is and what your opponent has, so this is not just a simple, here's where he should always go. But I think that's where the meta is, is certainly shifting for equally sized rosters. Um, a lot of people having problems versus Ray, but really, if you have a Starkiller, well, if you have a Repost Datacron, Starkiller is gonna wipe out Ray 95, I would guess probably 90 to 95% of the time, assuming generally the same level of Datacron. Um, and yes, it can be difficult when Ray has the um, stacking, you know, the level 6 stacking defense, but still, Repost will take care of it. Might be a little slow at the end, but the beginning is like super, super, super fast. That Datacron makes Darkiller versus Ray pretty, pretty easy in almost all circumstances. I think there's a few comps with maybe with Visas and Shorty um, that could make it a bit complicated, but I don't really think they're going to stop it. Just maybe some bad luck on a few, you know, assists or cleanses from JTR or something like that. Um, besides that, uh, Fleet is actually fascinating. We talked about this at semi-great length, probably 15 minutes or so, is it maybe longer, in the meta, you know, the once a month thing. Um, but I'm seeing it every single match and almost every video or gak fight that I see, well, including my own, frankly, um, where there's a lot of different variety of fleet defenses that people are setting, and and far more of the like full 
full meta fleet defense, I guess, you know, um, Executor, Profundity, and Leviathan, because all of them can be countered by others. And in many cases, you're sort of, well, not many, in some cases you're depending on a two-shot, maybe a Leviathan, um, but still, you can definitely do it. It does, most people, I mean, for people who place that defense, you'll probably have to two, not probably, but frequently have to two-shot Leviathan. Um, and the comp setups matter a little bit. You know, you can do profundity with big starting instead of rebel Y-wing. You can do Leviathan with a dagger or fighter starting, slightly different outcomes. Even Mark VI you could, you could use as a starting there, which is an interesting setup. But they all have their vulnerabilities, you know. You do Dagger or Mark VI, and Profundity is going to do really well against it. Um, so, again, lots of rock, paper, scissors there, which is fascinating and, and awesome for Fleet, I think. And if you're only used to using a single comp to beat, you know, a single capital ship, definitely not the way to go. You really have to be able to be a little bit flexible or plan for some unknowns. Um, besides that, yeah, so let's, let's talk about Leia's kit for the next few minutes. So this, this is really not a comp-specific thing for this description of the kit. It's mostly looking at a few dynamics, and I'll mention, I'll primarily mention the JML counter, because that is extraordinarily reliable. Um, you do need, well, you don't need, but it's extremely helpful to have the damage reduction Level 6 from set 10, and of course Jedi Cal's um, level 9. I do think the counter will be possible without it, but a bit more complicated. Or the, the play, the order of operations will change a bit, and I don't know, in some ways it actually may be a bit easier, because you're going to have set 11 with a boatload of protection, which set 10 has none of it now. So, you know, there may be, there's some advantages there. You'll have the, the buffs from the basic. Anyway, I, I think it'll still work. I've seen one person do it successfully, but I don't trust that single test. Um, so anyway, let's talk about the kit a little bit. So her, her basic, this is Leia's kit, Leia Organa. So her basic, what does it do? Um, it deals bonus true damage based upon how much it's equal to 10% of the damage all allies have taken since Leia's last turn. I.e., the, the short of this is do not use AoE abilities when you're attacking Leia. That is none, no AoE abilities. Like GMY is AoE. I mean, GMY can fit in sort of nice in JML comp, but you have to be careful with the AoE because it will increase her basic damage. Um, a really bad AoE to use is Jabba's um, buff immunity and thermal detonators because the thermal detonators do quite a lot of damage. You know, they're percentage health based. Um, and so Leia will do a bunch more of basic damage, uh, true damage rather, with her basic. And again, she also does other things depending on what sort of target she's attacking. So if she is attacking a tank, everybody on her team will assist and the tank's health gets reduced. If she's attacking an attacker, their speed gets reduced, like stacking speed uh, reduction, and all the buffs are gone. Um, worst of all is if she attacks a support character, and this is very important in the JML lineup. If she attacks a support character, 
First of all, she equalizes her health with the next healthiest ally. Um, and then she gains 20% health and protection. So when you take a support in with JML, there's a definite risk that you're going to keep healing uh, Leia. Um, that's why characters like Mace Windu or my favorite is Plo um, or GK or I mean a non a non-support is quite good in that fifth slot, in my opinion, just to make the, the fight a lot easier. So that's basically her basic. The, the first special, um, Rebel Ambush, it applies locked debuffs on all the enemies, um, depending on their, their role. Um, and the most importantly, it applies Ambush. So this is, first of all, it's minus 50 speed, so they're moving a bit slower. But the most important part of Ambush is if while ambush is active, let's, I don't remember, it's one turn or two turns. Um, I think it's two turns. If while ambush is active, but I'm not sure, one or two. Anyway, if they get hit six times by any damage, AOE, direct, uh, whatever, um, then they will have ambushed applied to them, which is a locked debuff for the rest of the encounter. And ambushed is a terrible debuff. Uh, number one, it disables protection on the unit. No bonus protection, protection up, whatever. Protection's gone. This is not excluding GLs. GLs can have this applied to them as well. Um, so that you have to keep this in mind when in the JML counter, for example. Sometimes you want to swap TM to the unit who had ambush applied to them to get rid of ambush because you don't want to be disabled for us at the counter. Usually it's not really important in the JML fight. It's, it's rare that that actually happens in the fight at all unless something is going terribly wrong, but you should be aware that it, it, it's a possibility. And certainly in other fights, non-JML fights, it absolutely can happen. Um, Java, for instance. And uh, also the ambushed is minus 50 speed, just like ambush. It doesn't stack. Each of them gives minus 50 speed. You know, ambush expires when ambushed is applied. And also when Ambushed is there, um, Leia's ult deals a lot more damage uh, to the targets with Ambushed. So that's Rebel, Rebel Ambush. Tactical Offensive or Second Special. So it gives one of her units a bunch of bonus offense. It also deals AoE damage to the whole enemy team and debuffs depending on the roles. Um, just think of it like that, like it's not it's AOE damage, so not good. Can be a lot of damage later in the fight, but in the JML fight, you don't want ever to get to this later in the fight stage. Um, the leader, it does a lot, but I mean, again, mostly for the JML fight, it doesn't. It's not really that important. Um, if units apply burning, they give damage immunity, so you know, be careful with targeting and stuff like that. Um, it also has bonuses for protection and healing, depending on when they lose their protection and other stuff. But like, it's a outlast-ish type of leadership. Um, one of her uniques, Forever Our Princess, is essentially two things. It gives R2-D2 a huge boatload of stats and buffs and all that sort of stuff. Great for him, bad for you. Um, but most importantly is the buff called Fearless. So Fearless is, is really very, very good. 
Um, it gives all of the allies, her allies, stacking stats at various times, reduces enemies' mastery, uh, tenacity, defense. Also gives a me me mechanism for increasing her alt charge. And uh, in addition to the stats, plus 50% offense and tenacity to all of her allies. But, and this is a big but, and the most important part why the JML fight, the JML counter works so well, this, she cannot gain this fearless. Like normally she gets fearless at the beginning or end of like every unit's turn. So she'll have it all the time. Um, but if she has a taunt effect on her, either a naturally generated taunt, which shouldn't happen, um, or taunt from Mark. Voila, that's why the JML fight works. She can't get fearless, her team can't stack. You can just go straight for her and take her out. So that's why Mark is so important to get it on ASAP and always make sure it stays on during the JML fight. Um, her second, or not her second unit, her, her alt, um, these, these are her friends, I think it's called. These are my friends. Um, so it does true damage to everybody. True damage ignores defense. Um, that's equal to 30% of her health. And here's where I said ambushed is bad. If a unit has ambushed, they'll take true damage equal to 90% of her health. So, ouch. Heals her whole team to full, and it can revive members. Obviously, not if they've been killed by a unit, you know, like Darth Nihilus or um, Gas or something like that. But again, in the JML counter, they don't have that. Um, but only if her alt kills somebody will she revive any of her dead team members. So again, in the JML fight, she should never get to her alt ever, 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 ever. But that's what her alt does. Oh, it also. Um, it gives her team speed up and bonus speed for a couple of turns and applies Fracture to everybody. It's an amazing ult, but the only thing you really care about is the, the true damage effectively. And again, in the JML counter, you shouldn't get to ult. Try to avoid the ambushed whenever you can by TM swaps or other mechanics if you have that opportunity. And now we're at the end of this longest meta moments ever at 14 minutes, almost 15 minutes. Good luck with your preparation for Match three, cheers.